AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. Of course, the only talk radio show that's all about real estate and the millions of things that have to do with real estate, which in the, let's say, the decade of the pandemic, okay, has gone crazy. I mean, real estate has always been the American dream. And uh, even in bad times when we were in recessions and they would say, oh, nobody's going to buy real estate anymore. I'd say this is the American dream and it still is. And it is for the baby boomers. It was for the World War II generation and it's for the millennials. And uh, it's just the American dream. The pandemic has shown us all how, how important, whether it's big, whether it's little, how important our home and how that's our safety and that's where we feel safe. And uh, it's, of course, the country, real estate is out of control. There's millions of buyers, and there is such a big demand, and inventory is getting scarcer and scarcer by the day. Um, my co-host, Stephen, uh, Stephen, okay, Vice President of, well, Stephen, Ace, well, Vice President of Citizens Bank, okay, I had a long night. I had a birthday in, in, in Greenwich. And I drove from Greenwich at like one o'clock in the morning to the Hamptons. So I think I got here about three or four. So if you're a little off, excuse me. But anyhow, Ace, Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Wadisupap, who has been with me from the very beginning and in all aspects, you know, in our careers, everything. We've uh, been through uh, thick, thin, and everything else in the middle. Uh, uh, there's been a, such an onslaught of mortgages, and we're going to continue talking about that. Um, and where we see interest rates going, what we see going down the road. We're, you're hearing a lot of talk about inflation. We'll talk about that in the show. Uh, I have Stephen Ebert, who specializes in both real estate law, residential and commercial. Stephen is a partner at Casson and Casson. And he has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, Phoenix. Uh, we're going to be talking today a little bit about... Um, inheritance and, and inheritance tax. And as many of you might have heard, or you might not have heard, um, the Biden administration, and I'm not getting political here, but just as these are facts, are looking to change a lot of our current tax laws. So people are doing tax planning now in anticipation of some of the changes that we think are going to be happening. One of them is the inheritance tax. And um, I'm not sure the numbers right now, but whatever you're leaving your heirs or whoever you want to leave it to is going to be substantially less. So uh, we're going to talk a little about inheritance tax. And of course, we're not accountants here. I think Steve can add some into this, but it, it might be something that you're aware of now and that you at least talk to your accountants about it because um, these changes haven't happened. Not 100% sure that they'll all happen. But I think this might be one of them that does happen. And so you want to hopefully leave your heirs or whoever you're leaving your money or goods to or your estates 
you want to make sure that they get as much as they can. You don't want to give it to the government. And so we're going to talk a little about inheritance and what you have to look for there. And today at 11 o'clock, we'll be having a special friend. Her name is Barbara Wagner. And Barbara Wagner um, is um, part of Communications LLC. Um, she's a businesswoman. She uh, attracts business people and she specializes in real estate. She is currently open to her own PR firm. Um, she worked for Douglas Elliman and myself for years doing all of our PR for uh, our company. And she specializes in real estate and, I, and she lives in real estate. And I don't know, many of you might have been on this, maybe listening to the show when she contacted COVID and uh, how in the city, her building uh, helped her out and they would put food by her door and her husband had to leave because he couldn't stay with her. Uh, and she she went through her experience there. And she's now going to talk a little about what she sees in real estate. Obviously, she's lived here. Um, and she does a lot of companies and developers PR. And she's going to talk about what she's seeing and what they're seeing and what they're looking to try to do or try to message out. So we'll look forward to hear from her. And I all just want to remind you, okay, for any of our listeners, if you are not able to listen to us live, and obviously we love when you listen to us live and call us, um, you can go to DottieHerman.com. You just go to DottieHerman.com. You click on Ion Real Estate, um, click and listen on iTunes, and then you will find all our past episodes. So if you missed anything and you want to catch up on it, they're there. If you're calling from an iPhone, you can go to the iTunes Store app. In your search option, write in I on real estate, and you will find all our episodes. Um, to listen live online, you can go to www.am970theanswer.com. It's all top right. You will see it now playing. Of course, you could also go on our Facebook page, uh, which is called I Real Estate on Facebook. And... Uh, any way you want, you can get us. We're always we're always available. We're there to serve you. So whenever you want to, if you can't sleep and it's four in the morning and you write a question, more than likely I'll probably answer you back at four o'clock because I'll probably up too. But anyhow, <laughs> yes, I'm a terrible insomniac. Anyhow, as I've been telling you, I'm going to continue in the beginning. I like to tell you what's going on currently, currently, currently. So again, prices are. Unbelievable. They're beyond the body's reach. Well, they're saying that they're going to be beyond the body's reach because what's happening is prices have gone up and we're talking nationally now. And uh, the medium the medium home, now this is across the country. So obviously in some places it went up more, some places it went up less, but the average nationally uh, of the median home prices rose 16% in the first quarter. That's a huge number. I mean, if your house goes up 5% a year, you know, 16% is a huge number. Home prices were so high that even the low interest rate, and we have low interest rates, uh, even if they're higher than they were a week or two before, they're still low, okay? So what's happening is some, it's, it, it's now starting, to, because the prices have risen, risen so quickly, it's now starting to affect affordability. And so, so certain people, especially first-time buyers, might have a harder time uh, 
getting a mortgage or finding a house um, across the country. Okay, okay. now $319,000 doesn't sound like much in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, but I assure you, uh, as a national number of a median price, that is the highest national number of a median price since 1989. So it is soaring all over the country. And um, 183 fairly substantial metro areas by trade association, they track to see their price increases. Out of 183, every single one saw price appreciation except for one place, which I'm not even going to try to make you guess because I don't want to say who cares. It's not that. It's just that it's not going to affect you unless you're moving to Springfield, Illinois. Anyone moving there? I didn't think so. So that's the only place where prices dipped. Other than that, every place went up. Of course, we have our thing in the city. We'll talk about that a little bit. But a hundred and other two other places that they 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 surveyed saw prices soaring, and most of them were well over ten percent in a year, and that's a big number. Now, vacation homes, which I would consider second homes, and whether it's, you know, for those of us in the tri-state, whether it's the Hamptons, whether it's North Fork, whether it's upstate New York, or maybe some people go to Connecticut, um, second homes were among the highest increases as people left cities in favor of places with more space. Now, if you go back to March when we locked down, I think it was March, Okay, and hopefully I threw away my mask. I'm sick. I'm done. I can't. I'm, like, I'm done. I don't care what the mayor said. No, it's the governor. He's like still investigating New York. I'm like, listen, I have my vaccinations. I can't wear those masks anymore. Okay, I'll respect others who want to wear. So I was at the gym and a woman said, I want to know, did you have your vaccine? And I said, yes. Okay, so she said, all right. <laughs> and that was that. But anyhow, um, as you know, when we locked down, people were escaping the city because we were the epicenter. So they were just trying to take anything anywhere just to, to, for safety reasons. Okay, and look, and hopefully, thank God, and we're all thankful for this. Thank God it looks like we're kind of reaching, I think it's going to be with us, but maybe it'll be like the flu was, where people will still get sick, but hopefully not die. And... Um, it seems like it's winding down. It looks like they're going to open up New York fully in another month. Okay. And uh, in many states, masks are, you don't have to wear them. And stores have announced you don't have to wear masks. Of course, New York has not announced that yet. But um, I, 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 I'm confident that they will soon. And things are starting to go back to normal of whatever that normal is. I think I almost forgot. So People then move there just to get away from the pandemic. Now what's happened is, here's what I think happened. People got used to, we, were, we, we couldn't go to work. We couldn't go anywhere. We're on lockdown. We were going out of our minds. Um, I had every solicitor who tried to get in touch with me for the last 10 years call me to sell me something. And I'm like, this is your lucky day. I'm locked down like you are. I'm bored out of my mind. And therefore, I'll take the call that I haven't taken for 10 years. And they were calling everyone. They, had, they hadn't called because 
we had no communication. So then after three or four months, people started getting used to it. And then Zoom came around and everybody started learning how to communicate from their homes and how to work from their homes. And um, I would say six months, seven months into the pandemic, uh, people started saying, well, you know, this isn't horrible. I mean, I, I'd love to see Jane and Billy and all my friends at work in person. And I'm dying to have human interaction, like in real, like, you know, the flesh, not over Zoom. Although I hear you can have sex over Zoom now too. So I don't know. I didn't, I don't require that. That's another show. But people said, you know, it's not so bad. I, I, I don't want to say that I don't want to be around people, but it would be nice to have both. And I think that's where we're going. So I think, you know, so with that, one of the things that comes out of the pandemic is people learned to work from home and found that it was efficient. Uh, employers found, hey, maybe I don't need all this space. Of course, I want my employees to get together to have some interaction, but I don't need it all the space and maybe they can come in in shifts and every once in a while take the whole company somewhere. So that brings in different opportunities. And uh, when people don't have to work in their cities and they don't have to commute every single day, they can move further from their big city that they're living in. So that is why all the suburbs around New York City are booming, they still are. And I think that'll be a trend. Um, we do see, I mean, I'm in the city and I want to, I know Stephen is and, I, and, and Aces. So we all have uh, experiencing living, being back in the city, although Ace, never left. Uh, I see it coming back. I don't see it the same yet, but I, I, you know, I told you this traffic jams and the weather's nicer. So people are out and I was out to a, a few restaurants this week and everything seemed Pretty, they weren't packed like they might have been two years ago, but they were pretty full. What do you say, Ace? Ace, you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here, Dottie. I mean, the city is back uh, probably better than ever. I mean, I was out last night for dinner for a friend's birthday, and all the restaurants were filled, every single table. And um, you're, you're right. There are a lot of people that are not wearing masks anymore because they, they got vaccinated. So I think we, I think this summer is, is going to be a crazy, crazy summer in New York City. <laughs> I just have this yeah, weird feeling, we, Dottie. You know, people are, and again, I don't know if you would have experienced the same thing in any other state. I, I can't speak for anybody. But I know in New York, because it was bad and we were really hit, probably one of the hardest in the country. People are so happy. Yes. <laughs> They're happy. They're like, oh my God. We can speak and we're having drinks and we're going to restaurants and it's not sub-zero weather. It's nice now. So, you know, even though you could go to restaurants prior to this, uh, you know, I was wearing five scarves, two jackets, and I'm like, you know what? Sorry, this is not enjoyable. But you see, when I went to Florida and I thought I was in another state, another world, because everybody was kind of free there all along, it really never was closed down other than those couple of months. So I don't think they would feel as appreciative as the New Yorkers feel because we really were confined more yeah. than I think most states. And, and Dottie, to your point about working from home, uh, there's been an onslaught of uh, younger folks actually getting, and, and this I hear from our realtor friends at Douglas Elliman and, and a lot of folks that are realtors, they're saying, Ace, I, I am seeing so many 
um, short-term rentals for the summer of younger folks coming into New York City and looking for a three to four month stay because they're able to work from home. And they're like, you know what? They got together with a bunch of friends and, and they're saying, why not go to New York City, work for the whole summer and experience the city life. Well, and yes, I think there's going to be a big boom in New York City. You, uh, I'm, I'm so telling right. you, Daddy. I, I have so many, you know, from all my social media, people who I don't really know, but think they know me, but they know Douglas Elliman and they know I run it. So they sat, they write, you know, I, I want to spend three months as an intern. Can I intern? Which I sent to our, our HR person, Karen Chesley. But they also asked for short-term rentals. And I kind of don't know where to, who do I ask for that? Because there are rental department, you know, if they know something, but I don't know, we specialize. So if you hear of anything, I have like five kids that I don't know personally, but they're all <laughs> doing internships. Some yeah. of them want here. And Ace, if you have any internships for young people, I'll send some to you. To yes, yes, definitely. Because they, uh, they're, you know, and it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for them. Um, and they are, they, they are excited about being in the city. And it kind of reminds me is when I was 20 and I was so excited. I go to the city every weekend. I lived on Long Island, but I was in the city every weekend and it was kind of very happening. And, and I think if you go back on some of the shows, I said, you know, it's going to come back differently, but everything's, nothing stays the same and it shouldn't. Cause you know, as someone once told me in my career diary, staying the same is going backwards. You should, but it's coming back differently and it's coming back younger. And I kind of really think we need that. You know, don't take offense if you live in an over 55 or over 65 community. So I'm not knocking that. I think everybody has to do whatever's comfortable for them. But I kind of like a mixed bag. Because, and I just think that the city had gotten to a point where there was either rich or poor. And now because, and rightfully so, the city had gotten too hard. It's kind of, it's, it's, and it's not a fire sale, by the way. Okay, prices are still high, but they've come down enough to get people back. And all these young people that were forced to leave the city or move to other parts of the city are here. And, and you know, LA is experiencing the same thing. So I think it's all good. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing a show in the very near future saying, hey, every state has masks off. And although you still have to be careful because you still, there's a whole bunch of conspiracy stories. And I was just listening to someone or people that got it again after they had the vaccine. But the fact is, if you look at the death rate, it's really gone way, way down. And I just say we're all blessed to be here and be alive. And we're so happy to still be broadcasting to you. So we think things are good. Bridgeport, Connecticut, because I don't want to leave any places out. It had 34.3 increases. Connecticut before the pandemic was the only place that wasn't going up. It is off the wall. There's no interference there. Okay? Hudson Valley. They saw the median prices go up 35% also. Okay? New Jersey grew by 34%. So the suburbs of Spain, your city, you increased your home values. And you really made us go up and what happened. So we'll be right back when you talk about what's going on in our area.
Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends at the Trinitas Regional Medical Center have an amazing new center dedicated to women. Together with the Connie Dwyer Breast Cancer Foundation, they recently opened the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas. Here, every woman is treated to the latest in screening, diagnosis, and treatment, regardless of her ability to pay. There's even a breast navigator available to guide women through every aspect of their care. This is a state-of-the-art center staffed with a full complement of breast health specialists that feature the latest technology and most important. Importantly, it's a welcoming, safe environment for every woman who walks through the doors. I know the staff of Trinitas, and I know that their high level of caring and compassion is behind the Connie Dwyer Breast Center, as it is for every service Trinitas offers. If you or a loved one would like to learn more about the Connie Dwyer Breast Center at Trinitas, please call 908-994-5984, 908-994-5984, or visit their website at trinitasrmc.org. Daisy sheds like crazy. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she has dandruff and an oily coat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them. Dynavite is a life changer. Lately, she's been a lot more playful, a lot more energetic, more active. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michael's of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michael's of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michael's of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michael's of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com listen to us online at am970theanswer.com tune in iheart alexa or radio.com does learning a language feel like this no habla espanol hablo it's hablo yes. it's hablo <laughs> bon dia like good good day good morning i think i can say je m'appelle david but that's probably it when you learn a language you want to actually use it Babbel is designed with that goal in mind this year is my year to get fluent in spanish and Babbel is definitely going to help me do that the app is so easy to use and it's so practical it helps you learn things that you will actually need since my husband is from guatemala i'll apply what i've learned in Babbel to 
our real life situations. I've tried other language learning apps and nothing really stuck. Babbel's been a complete game changer for me. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Estoy con fome. Yo no tomé café de mañana. Je suis des Etats-Unis et du viens tu. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with my co-host, Ace Water Suparp and Stephen Eden. And we are here talking about what's going on. We talked about New York, how it's really coming back. Prices are still lower than than expected so if you're looking to buy you're looking to sell i will tell you new york is a wonderful opportunity don't miss it you will knock yourself in the head if you're if you're looking for something and you wait two years because i guarantee you now of course the country you know we have our correspondents that call us from canada that call us from britain um, I have, you know, people who calls from all over and just a nice Frank just published that in Britain, uh, the same thing's happening. Uh, they are spending more time in the offices and they are, as the vaccine, it's all about this vaccine. As they get the vaccines, um, more people are coming back and they believe, okay, now again, these are projections. It doesn't mean they're going to happen. It's just what they project. But they, 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 the investment banker of Morgan Stanley predicts that prime office rents will be within 3% of pre-COVID. So it'll be about 3% less than they were right before the COVID um, by 2022. So that's uh, not bad, okay? And, but you know what's happening now, lumber, uh, you know, Judy, you know, there's inflation. They, they think they're, they're talking about inflation and things are on backload. If you try to buy furniture now, have fun. If it's not in stock, you're going to wait three or four months. There's a backlog on a lot. And the prices of lumber have gone up. Fuel's gone up. So we have other things to look into. But the good news is, and the most important news is, this COVID thing is not saying going away. But it looks like we have it under control, at least I think for now. Um, so most of the, the the country is pretty much based on the same thing the U.S. is vaccines. Okay, the more vac- people get vaccinated, and I know there's a lot of controversy about that. And um, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know. I no one really knows what the right answer is. But I understand, and tell me if I'm incorrect in what I'm understanding. I'm understanding it's going to be left kind of to the states of what you're allowed to do. And I understand, or it looks like it hasn't happened at the moment, but it looks like in New York, if you don't have that vaccine, you're not going to be able to get into a lot of places. And somebody was telling me that their their son or their daughter can't go back to school unless they have the vaccine. So it's kind of, there's some controversy now, whether that's, whether that's you know violating someone's rights but i think uh for most part you're going to see in new york 
um, that there's going to be places that if you don't have that vaccine card, you're not getting in. So that's something we have to keep out, look out for. Uh, Amazon, a gentle giant, or maybe not gentle, but it's a giant. They have been gobbling up spaces. And if you remember when they were supposed to open up in Long Island City, and I won't name her name, not a big fan of hers, but um, she squashed it for Long Island City. And I thought, what a mistake. They would bring so many jobs to New York City, but she made a mistake, but the suburbs didn't. And they are giving multiple tax incentive deals for suburban e-commerce facilities in New York. Um, Amazon, uh, and they're opening up a lot on Long Island. Now they're opening a big hamlet in Syosset, which is where I'm from, in Nassau County on Long Island. Amazon plans to build a 200,000 square foot fulfillment center on 39 acres that used to be the home of a, a manufacturing plant. And Amazon approached the Nassau County Industrial Development Agency about a year ago. And um, obviously the neighbors were concerned, you know, with traffic and all that. And so they ended up eventually doing the deal. Um, but Amazon will pay a flat fee and they're going to be exempt from property taxes. Now, if you live on Long Island, you know property taxes are very high. They are exempt. They plan to build a 72 million constructing the building, which will create 200 full-time jobs, employment opportunities, and 125 construction phase jobs. The payment in lieu of the tax deal equates to 1.9 million annually for 15 years, compared to the 1 million annual taxes due on the vacant property. So now here's the controversy and I, I ask you what your thoughts are. I think it's great to give tax you know, incentives to Amazon. I think that they're gonna employ a lot of people they're going to train people. I think it's a good opportunity. But here's what I'm thinking. And tell me what your thoughts. And this is just my opinion. And I will always stress when it's an opinion, not a fact. My opinion, yeah, they should give tax breaks to Amazon. But maybe give them a little less. They can still survive with less tax breaks, but tax breaks. And let's try to give them to small businesses. I, I mean, Steve, I don't know what you're hearing. But like, I think if they took big companies like Amazon and they gave them good tax breaks, but they also earmarked some of that money to small business owners, which is really what the bulk of our businesses are. They're small businesses. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you give a tax break, you're generally making a statement that your tax system is too high. I mean, that's what you're really saying because we need to make up for the fact that we are a high tax jurisdiction. So I think the bigger approach should be is really fundamental tax reform and reward also the companies that have been there for years too. You obviously right. want to attract new businesses, but the reality is the New York market has the people, the universities, the infrastructure already in place. The if they could just talent's all there. I mean, really it is absolutely ripe if you want to start and maintain a successful business. Our big weakness, I hate to say, and this is a little bit across the board, is really our bureaucratic structure, mm -hmm. our, our tax structure, and, and just a general unfriendliness. And I'll say the initials for the politician who won't be named. 
AOC. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 feel, I feel like it's Harry Potter, he who not be named, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I mean, the reality is it's very, very simple. If you create the right environment, businesses are going to come. They want to come here. They want to be here. Everything's here. It's just a matter of get your fiscal house in order. Get your tax, you know, your tax structure in order. And you don't even have to even create set-asides like this. I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I also want to say, you know, I've always said this, Ace and I have always said, what happens in the city affects everything around the city. So when prices really went way high, crazy in the city, that helped Brooklyn and Queens and, and, and West, everything around it went up. This pandemic has pushed people to the more to the to the suburbs. So the suburbs have been a big benefit of what's happened with COVID because people moved there. The prices in the suburbs around New York City are off the wall, whether it's Jersey, Greenwich, Long Island. I mean, and that's a result of the pandemic. Okay. And now businesses are now moving out to some of the suburbs. So that's really all a plus to make the whole tri-state stronger. So I think, uh, I think you know, as it, as, it, as it sorts itself out, I think we're gonna end up with a very much stronger tri-state area with not everything. I mean, I think New York City will always be the hub of it, but it won't be all there. It'll, it, it'll be distributed a little bit more evenly. And they're doing everything they can to make the city uh, for people to come back and have, you know, Broadway's coming back the 15th, I think this 15th of September. They are building a floating pool, which will now be uh, the home, that's home will be in the East River. And it's a kind of plus shape. I don't even know how to describe it because we're on the radio, so I can't show a picture of it. But it's designed to let people swim in filtered water in the middle of the East River. Um, now it appears that the watery wonder is moving one step closer to reality. The pool is designed on the East River and it provides guests with over 600,000 gallons of clean filtered water daily. It was initially launched as a Kickstarter in 2011. And the last decade, you know, they raised money and they had to get their plan straightened out and that people have donated. And it's going to be a big job if people will be swimming, you know, bicycle lane. Um, so they're coming up with a lot of attractions and fairs and music to make people come back and have things to do in the city. Um, and I think they're doing a great job. I think we'll be right back and we just have to take a quick break. And we'll talk about what will the post-pandemic state look like in New York City? What's it going to look like after the pandemic? Hi, Kevin McCullough. As you know, my friend, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop just by making the best pillow, which he did. Now Mike has gone and done it again, introducing My Slippers. Uh, Mike has taken over two years to develop these slippers. They are designed to wear indoor and out all day long. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get some for the whole family. 
Call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code AM970 or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listeners square and use promo code AM970. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, my favorite, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code AM970. Industrial designer, Peloton Interactive, Inc. in New York, New York. Job description, conduct complex industrial design tasks for end-to-end product development, from research and early concept exploration to product execution and launch. Actively participate in the complete product development cycle, independently leading complete design projects of high complexity. Contribute to defining and advancing fitness and media product design language and visual brand identity. Create production-ready 3D CAD databases for handoff to engineering and model makers. Actively demonstrate design and innovation thought leadership leadership to adjacent teams. Work with outside suppliers to enable design success and address technical issues in the development process. Leads design brainstorming sessions with other senior technical staff, product management, design and marketing team members. Inspire peers with a creative approach to industrial design thinking and problem solving. May telecommute from any location within the U.S. Resume to Christina.ellis at onepeloton.com, job code 49134.00081. Dear Cancer, if you think you're going to put my life on hold, think again. I did my homework and I found a cancer treatment option that requires no surgery, minimal downtime, and virtually no side effects. It's called Proton Therapy at Procure Proton Therapy Center. Proton therapy targets cancer tumors more precisely than traditional radiation therapy with less radiation to nearby healthy tissues. And thanks to Procure, I don't have to travel far for treatment. Located in Somerset, Procure is New Jersey's most experienced proton therapy center, offering the most advanced form of radiation with the most precise technology. That's right, cancer. I still have the choice and energy to go on that hike with friends or spend a Saturday afternoon with my grandkids. I chose Proton Therapy at Procure, and now my hope has been restored. I'm living my best life. If you've been diagnosed with cancer, visit Procure.com or call 855-3-PROTON today. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, or Radio.com. Want more AM 970, The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com. The trucking industry finally has a voice in New York City. Get the real deal on transportation and logistics. Tune in for New York Truck Stop Radio with Arthur and Zach Miller this Saturday afternoon at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Water Supart and Steve and Ebert, my co-host. And um, we're talking about the city. Later on, we're going to be talking about inheritance taxes. But I do think I have a question um, I don't know if you're still on the line. We uh, waited. Uh, but is there Danny from Oyster Bay? Are you on the line? Or did I lose you? Yes, I am on the line. I think I lost. Yeah. Oh, hi, Danny. How are hey, you? How's it going? Hello, Dottie. And, um, <laughs> right. 
First of all, I love people commenting about New York City who who don't live in New York City. You know, it's kind of funny. They would probably themselves would never live here, but they like to come in and visit and get the heck out before the sun goes down. Um, the thing is, with the inheritance and stuff, I, in my opinion, you should have uh, a really some good lawyers, and you interview these lawyers and accountants if you're getting a sizable amount of money. Because it's an emotional time in your life. It could be someone that was very close to some, and people could pull you know, the wool over your eyes, use a well-worn cliche that's not used anymore. Uh, I would really interview, not even look for, I would interview accountants and lawyers and see how good they are, recommendations and everything, and and go and take it from there. you got to be on your toes, and hopefully things will work out for you. But the thing about New York City, I've always um, said, there's always opportunity out there. I mean, the guys who bought up the South Bronx in the 1970s, they're sitting in their mansions all around the country, and the um, the checks, uh, the rent checks go right into their accounts. And also now with Detroit, which is a, a place I wouldn't want to live, but, I mean, you could, you know, speculate and do whatever you have to do. But the bottom line here is we have to know what really what the future of the country is going to look like because I couldn't even tell you. I know the politics is changing considerably. The hard left is taking over. The Republicans Absolutely. are a bunch of Republicans are a bunch of phonies. People have to realize the hard left and the phony conservatives are fronts for the establishment who really run this country, and they just want total open borders. Legal immigration has changed the Democratic Party to a hard left party. You know, hear conservatives say they support legal immigration, but they just built up your opposition, you knuckleheads. So the bottom line is real estate, you can speculate or you could just say, listen, I'm buying a home. This is where I want to live and this is where I feel comfortable. And you have to say, do I want maybe I should just rent and I could get the heck out of here when all you know what breaks loose. Any follow up? Well, you know what? If you break down because you make you you made a lot of different statements, and I do agree with. Hey, our whole country's changing. I'm watching it. Do I know where it's going to end up? No, I hope it doesn't. Uh, I hope it doesn't end up where I see it going. Uh, but in any event, when you're buying a home to live in, okay. Although real estate, because prices are so high, it is really ends up being an investment. But when you're buying a home that you yourself want to live with you, I couldn't agree with you more, Stephen. I, I, you, you, you have to find something that you like, that you love in an area that you've checked out, that you've driven around, that you're comfortable in, and that you're happy in. Now, if you're buying something for investment reasons and you're not going to live in it, then, you know, you might look at it differently. But the most important, if you're buying a home to live in, is that, that you love it, you live it, drive around the area, make sure you like it, check the schools if you have kids. Uh, but that's most important. There are no guarantees in life, okay? So, but what I do know is if you go to any of our market reports, you can go on Douglas Elman's site and see anything like Long Island, the city. Over time, real estate usually goes up. The only people that ever got hurt and if you go back to 2008, when we had that recession and people were losing their houses, what really happened was people were taking equity out of their houses. So if a guy or a woman had lived in a house 20 years and paid off 80% of their mortgage, they were then taking equity loans on their houses. They, they took away all that their equity had, and then the, the market dropped. And when the market dropped, because they had no equity left, they lost their houses. But really, the only people that get hurt, and that's why people who have money usually do better in the sense that 
they can buy in an area, like they can buy property in New York and say, city and say, gee, I'm getting a good price now. It'll probably go back up to more than it was. It'll take, say, three to five years. But they have the buying power to hold out. So, you know, you have to look at a, a bunch of things. And there's no, there's no, nobody but maybe the man upstairs that really knows what's going to happen. But if you never take a risk in life, then I guess you never can get hurt. But I do tell people, and I think I said it last week, if you are thinking of selling your home in the next couple of years, um, I would sell it now. And if and, and, and what's stopping people, first of all, we need more inventory. But what's stopping people is thinking, but where would I live? There's no inventory. And I think then that's where I agree with you. If you can't find anything, don't force yourself to buy something you don't like. Just rent something for now, and then eventually you'll find something. But I think that's very good advice, and thank you for your input. Um, it's really, you know, it's really valuable, and I, I, I appreciate everything you're saying, and I happen to agree with you. So, um, I have, I was going to um, just give you a quick update on what's going on. Now, these are contracts signed in New York City, so it means they didn't close. These are very current. But the average price, the average sales price in New York City, now it's down. But when you talk to people in other states, they're like still astonished. The average price increased from four to 1,470,000. I'm rounding it off. It increased to 1,470,000 from 1,047,000. Okay? So that's a, a big increase. Okay? The median sales price increased from 860. And it went up to 860. It was 705. Um, and that's year to year. That's from April 20th to April 21st. So if you see that New York City's going up, I mean, these are the facts. The discount, in other words, when somebody made an offer on a property, the average discount, meaning the average amount that they got off, was about 10%, a little over 10%. And transactions that were over a million dollars increased, okay? So it looks like the high end is really increasing more because, again, they probably have more money to hold out. But uh, transactions over a million dollars increased 44% this April, opposed to from 33% less. So it's over 10%, it's 11% increase. And transactions from that were under a million dollars actually decreased to 56% from 67%. So it shows you that the uh, properties under a million dollars did a little better right after the pandemic. That's the first people that took the chance on coming back. And, uh, but it's still busy. So um, everything is, is up, 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 but you know, still not at pre-pandemic, uh, but it's, the average property is taking 60 days and for condos, same kind of thing. I don't want to bore you with all numbers, but condos increased to 3 million from 2.9 to 3.1. So they're up from last year at this time. The median sales price on condos is up. From, oh, actually, the median price on, on, on condos decreased from, uh, they were 21 to now 20. But it doesn't really, 2,000. It doesn't really mean anything because if you had a few big sales in there that you didn't have last year, would throw it really off. Um, but and transactions that were over a million dollars in condos 
also increased last year they increased to 82 percent of the transactions were over a million dollars from 75 percent so okay i always look at what people are doing and if you see that the people that are really doing you know the high end is really doing very well and these are contracts so they're very current okay we had the total number of new lease signings and the highest annual rate growth since monthly tracking began in 2008. Now, these are facts. These are not my uh, opinions. That's how many deals were signed on leases. Highest since 2008. Month over month, the uh, median rent declined because we do, I told you you can get, get a deal now. And uh, landlord concessions, meaning what the landlord would, would be willing to give in some extra things, maybe an extra month rent, whatever they're doing. Now, that rose to the second highest level um, since January. So, Brooklyn, highest number of total leases signed also since 2009. So, things are moving, properties are going, and it's happening. Um, should you get in now? You know, my opinion, I, I think that the pandemic that battered Manhattan's residential still has really now... It's coming to its it's coming to its end. Pretty much, I think by June you'll see that most restrictions are off in the city, and people are taking advantage of a city that they believe in. If you don't believe in New York City, you shouldn't do it. And if you don't like it, you shouldn't do it. But um, it's got great potential, and it's back to being busy. There's traffic jams again. Stephen, there's a question for you that came in and says, Stephen. Do you need a real estate attorney when buying or selling a house? So there's no law that explicitly says you have to use an attorney. You have the right to represent um, yourself. But as my law school property professor, someone who's focused on real estate and someone who's pretty famous, uh, his wife is the uh, senator from Massachusetts, said, you know, if you an attorney who represents yourself themselves in a transaction has a fool for a client, and these were two lawyers, and they hired an outside attorney through their transaction. So there's no law that requires it, but you're really putting yourself in a very dangerous position. You don't know the rules. You don't know the customs. You don't. There's so many ways in which people can lock you up. They can delay your transaction. They can cost you money. You could pay more in taxes. There can be mistakes. And also, the assumption, you know, when you have a lawyer or insurance, is you hope you never really need to see their full skill set, right? You don't buy health insurance with the hope that you get sick so you can have, you can go a doctor's visit. No, you buy that in case of an emergency. And, and when you hire a lawyer, there's two parts of it. There's the more mechanical part, the things that have to be done, the contract, the closing, the title clearance, which you hope goes smoothly. But also what you're paying for is for the lawyer to be there when there is a problem or to prevent a problem or to save you from a problem. And so you're missing out on a lot of experience. And so you have the right to do it, but I think it'd be a terrible mistake. And let me say this much, because I know this happens and people ask me this question all the time. New York, generally, everyone uses an attorney. But if you go to Florida, they don't. Or they'll have a contract. When you go to Florida, you sign a contract at the moment of that sale. 
Like when you see a house and you like it, you sign a contract. I think you have, I forgot how many days to get out of the contract. I think it's 48 hours or three weeks. I don't know what it is, but you have the right to get out of the contract. But I still suggest because people say, well, we don't have to use attorneys in Florida. I said, no, but most people will take the contract that they sign because when you sign a contract in Florida, you have a certain amount of days. I can't remember the exact number to get out of the contract, I, no penalty. Yes. But they, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you a few stories in that. If I can, uh, I'll tell you, we had a, 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 let me tell you a couple things. Number one, it assumes a mechanical transaction, right? People don't necessarily know what things necessarily mean in the contract on timing. It's run by title companies and all they're doing is to make sure that title is transferred and the mortgage is paid off and taxes paid. But there's a whole part of the title report, violations and fines that are considered informational for these attorneys to take care of. If you're buying in a condominium or an HOA, who's actually reviewing it? The real estate agents don't. And I can tell you, I have cases, for example, I had one, a very experienced agent who sold a lot of property in New York, a city in Long Island. She bought a place in Florida, did it, did it through the title company, had a major litigation later on because things weren't looked at, things that we look at. I just had a deal going to contract in New Jersey yesterday, and it was me, not the real estate agent, who was negotiating all the inspection items to make sure things were handled right. And I saved them more money than the whole legal fee just on that one action. So there, you, sometimes you don't realize what you need until you have it. Um, but we get, it's interesting. We get clients who are in states all over the country having us review stuff because of those local customs. And the last part on it, New York has one of, if not the lowest litigation rate, particularly given the high cost of its property than other states in the country because of the amount of upfront work and due diligence to make sure to prevent a problem. Um, so, you know, take it at your own risk, but you got to ask yourself, what jobs are people doing and what are they not doing if you're buying in other jurisdictions that don't have the full complement of your team supporting you? Right. And um, some of the people ask, what questions should you ask? And I I just answer, you should do, well, how do you charge by the hour of flat fee? How available will you be during the process? Okay, these are questions you might want to ask. How many residential real estate transactions have you done?